0: You know what church is for? Keeps the devil out of your life. God never said, I'm going to build a government. He said, I'll build a church. Things happen in church when you go. You can can turn the tide of a child's life completely just by the word of God. Every good thing that's ever happened in the earth Started in church. Do you know where our Constitution was written? There are sermon notes from pastors. Did you know that? The government of the United States started in church. You know, when Jesus healed and went to the synagogue, went to church. He did in the field, but he, but he, didn't, he didn't avoid the church. He walked in the synagogue. Then he said, I'll build my church. The church is a safe place, it's a place of safety. It's a place of the anointing that breaks yokes. Train a child in the way he should go. I've seen some kids try to get out of it. Real hard to get away from a praying mama and praying grandma. My mama got with a woman one day and decided I needed to be saved. I was not in agreement. But it didn't matter. She told me I'd be a preacher, and I thought it was funny, and so I laughed. I stopped laughing about a month later when I got born again and got called in the ministry. I thought, okay, God, He likes mamas who pray, and when your mama starts praying for you, you might as well just come on in the church. You might as well just quit and just come on in. Amen, amen. Now, are y'all ready for the word? Oh, we had the same four people that's on. Go to Proverbs 18. Go to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. I'm going to read a scripture to you that many of you have heard. You've heard it many times. We're going to go places today we had not been in a scripture, but we're going to get on this. Listen, listen as I read. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. You know, in our society today, all of us have things that happen to us from the outside. But what's happening to you is not as important as what's happening in you. You are setting the course of your life by what you say or what you do not say. Your words are powerful. Amen. Now think about what I'm about to say right now. And this is what I'm about to say. And I want you to just think about this a minute. Animals don't talk. I know you thought Mr. Ed did, but he doesn't. Who talks? Spirits talk. God talks. Angels talk. Demons talk and people talk. What is it that makes you like God? You talk. You can use your words for good, Or you can use them for bad. You can bless men or you can curse men. You can bless yourself and you can curse yourself. Let me tell you something. If God is on your side, there's not a thing anybody can do about it. You're going to the top. Once you decide you're going to the top, you'll go to the top. Nobody can do that. Nobody can change that. You have an ability. He makes a statement here. Think about this for a minute. Death is in your tongue. Life is in your tongue. Listen to me. If the doctor has given you a bad report, turn it. Change it. If life up until today has not been good because you have not controlled your mouth, change it today. You can have a crop failure in the spirit and start sowing seeds But you're the one that has to do it. I have a goal that we will have the healthiest church in Central Florida. I have a goal that we will come in here and ask for anybody that's sick and not a soul will lift their hand. We may not be there today. I'm not here to condemn anybody. But I'm going to tell you that I'm going to show you today how to take the Word of God and to overcome anything and everything that's ever come against you in Jesus' name. Listen to me, the devil is not bigger than God. Adam wasn't sick. Sickness is not bigger than God. Cancer is not bigger than God. Arthritis is not bigger than God. Problems are not bigger than God. God don't have arthritis, and He don't have sickness. And neither did Jesus. Jesus didn't say, "Peter, we're going to have to just you know have to cancel the crusade." I think I'm getting the flu. You say, "Well, that's Jesus." Well, next week, come back. We're going to talk about how you've been made in the image of God. Amen. Same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. A greater one lives on the inside of you. God gave you an ability just like God. Go to Genesis one one in your Bible. Genesis one one. I'm going to preach right now. I think I'm. Just, I was going to teach, but I think I'm going to preach. I think it's time for us to get. I think it's time for us to kick the devil, slap out of our lives. I just get sick and tired of the devil. I have no love for him. Someone asked me one time, says, "What does your church believe?" I'm going to give you my doctrine in a nutshell. God is good, and the devil's bad. That's it. That's pretty deep for most people because they think the devil's good and God is bad. I don't know why the Lord allowed that. He, he didn't. He ain't never made you sick. And he ain't never. He is not your problem. Amen. So let's look at God for a minute. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water, and God said. God took something that was without form and void, and the moment he spoke, the Holy Ghost came on it. Anytime the Holy Ghost comes on anything... He will take it from chaos. He will take it from void. He will take it from sickness. He will take it from defeat. And he will bring it all back to the way God designed it in the first place. He can take your body and bring it back exactly the way God made it to begin with. And it doesn't, there ain't no such thing as growing old and getting sick. You, listen, listen, Moses didn't get sick. Caleb didn't get sick. Joshua didn't get sick. Jesus didn't get sick. Abraham didn't get, you don't have to die with bursitis. You say, well, how will we die? Happy. He said it's appointed a man wants to die. He didn't say it had to be in cancer that killed you. So if you have cancer, get healed and then die. Amen. See, we need to to talk in church like this. We need to come against this spirit that's in the world. That somehow or another we go, cancer. Oh, with such reverence. Cancer, cancer. Cancer in my foot. Go in Jesus' name, you ugly thing. All right, but I'm going to talk to you about how to get God, the Holy Ghost, to get in your body and to turn it around. Because he can and he will. Now, I'm going to tell a story right now. This week, and, and, and Cody, I'm going to go tell, tell him where I got it from. Cody wasn't going to let my cat out of the bag, but I'm going to. I was listening to Dr. Paul young Cho this week, and he was talking about how there was a group of scientists in Japan, and they did a study of water. They wanted to know, they wanted to study words and how words affect things. So they took water. Water, and whether you know it or not, if you've ever seen a snowflake, you know what the molecules of water look like. They're very organized. They're very beautiful. Water is beautiful. Water can be healthy and water can be unhealthy. So they took a jar of water or a pot of water, whatever they did, and they put it in a room and they cursed it. They took water we hate you you're ugly and they just cursed and cursed all around this pot of water and then they closed the door and they went in another room and they looked at the water and said we love you water you're beautiful we love it when you turn to ice and we love you you refresh our soul we love you now these are these are sinners this is not christian study this is a bunch of japanese Now, they make a good car and a good truck, but listen to me. You know, if you have a truck that says Dodge, you should have paid attention. (laughs) I have a friend the other day. He looked at me and said, I had a Ram truck, and someone hit me, and I said, it says on it, Ram. (laughs) So these Japanese were doing this study. And then they put the water under a microscope. The water they cursed, the molecules were all chaotic and out of order. And it was called dirty water. It became unhealthy water. The water they blessed was healthy water. How many of y'all have a garden? Have you ever noticed the rain is better for it than your your faucet. The rain will do more for your garden than the water hose. Something about it falling out of the sky. But when he did this study, they realized that your body is 60% water. Here's my punchline. What do you think is happening in your body when you complain and gripe and fuss? We're not talking about your confession of faith that you do once a day. We're talking about the, the way you talk all the time. Okay, before I finish, no condemnation. Anybody other than me ever used their mouth wrong. Well, oh, I know you have. Yeah, I heard you. One of the reasons I'm preaching this is because I went to the Lord and I said, we have way too many sick people in the church and I've had issues in my own life. When I, don't, when I don't know, if I'm praying and it isn't working, I'm going to go to God and go, why is this not working? I know that health is for us. I know it's for us. It's in the Bible. I know Jesus healed. But I want to know why there's so much sickness in the church. It isn't just our occasional confession, himself bore my sins in his own body on a tree that him having died to sin might live righteousness by his stripes I'm healed. Or he forgives every iniquity, heals every disease and redeems our life from destruction. Crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies so that my youth is renewed like a teenager. Glory to God. And my hair. (laughs) Now understand, I believe in confessing the word. And I've confessed the word. And I'll always confess the word. But what the Lord began to show me, it wasn't just my confession of the word. Sometimes it was my prayer meetings where all of a sudden I decide to start talking about someone. Lisa, we need to pray for so-and-so. They're uh, ugly as a mean old dog. I know none of y'all have ever done that. I'm the only one. James 3, James 3. Say after today, today, I'm going to walk in health. It can't be as difficult as we think it is. It can't be. But what do you think is happening in your body when you're complaining? Listen to me very carefully. Listen. It'll make you sick. When you stop picking on other people, it's not for them. It's for you. When you decide to get nice, it's not for them. It's for you. I've made up my mind right now that I'm a lion and ain't no chihuahua going to bother me anymore. You don't like me, I'm going to go hallelujah, praise the name of Jesus, glory to God. And I'm not even going to touch it in my thought life because I want the water in me to be a happy water. I want my heart happy. I want my lungs happy. I want my joints happy. I want my body to be happy. So I, I'm watching what I say. Not just, I mean all day long I'm watching what I say. When I drive down the road and I get behind some Yankee, I mean some, some person from up north who's on the phone and won't get off of it and doing 35 in a 45 mile an hour, and I'm going, oh, help them, Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Father God, with all love, move them over in the right-hand lane. <laughs> Glory to God. Because I'm not going to have some Yankee messing my day up. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You've been on I-4 today, and you're sitting at the light, and the light changes, and sweetheart, put the phone down. No more screaming. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm not doing it, Bruce. Anybody here say amen? Is, I, I believe this is affecting us more than it is anyone else. You ready for James? I'm going to give you the Mac Daddy scripture right now. Verse 13, 313. He who is wise and understanding among you, let him show by good conduct, that's lifestyle, the works that are done with meekness of witness. Meekness means teachable. If you have bitter envy, self-seeking in your heart, don't boast. Don't lie, against the truth. This wisdom is not coming from above. It is earthly, it's sensual, and it's demonic. Where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Say Amen. I had a lady, and, and I'm not, I, I'm going to tell you stories of people that you don't know. And they don't go to this church and never have. So I don't want you to try. It's called constructive criticism. But well, we had a woman came in one day. Her father, which is a pastor, called me and said, would you talk to my daughter? Her husband left her. And she's distraught. And I'm going, okay. And she came in my office, and she sat down, and I said, tell me what's going on. And boy, she took off on her sorry, good-for-nothing husband. You know, what he's like, comes home and don't help me with the kids. I mean, I'm working all day. I got a job too. And then he comes home, and I'm going to tell you, he needs to help me with the He needs to help me with the kids. He needs to help me with the kids. Wow. And I said, well, what's the problem? She said, he don't come home anymore. And I went, good. you think? You think? Yeah, you. yeah, baby. I got this one figured out. I'm not justifying what he did, but good God, who wants to come home to that? And then she started telling me about her sorry daughter. My daughter, she's rebellious. She don't ever do nothing right. She only did the other day. I took her hairbrush away, and I went, oh, that's terrible. This girl got in my office, and I mean, I thought, I thought Lisa, come here and get me out. I'm in a cage with a lion. And I looked at her, and I said, well, we're going to start with, I said, I think I have found your problem. She said, yeah. I said, it's you. You know, people don't like hearing that kind of stuff. I said, honey, and no man wants to come home to you. Nope. And listen, do you think she changed? No. no. Well, she did some. Finally, got her husband to come home at night, making things better. The other day, Lisa and I got a report. She's dying of a brain tumor. Uh, no. She's in her forties. I'm not. I'm not here to criticize, and I'm not saying everybody has a brain tumor. But you ever wonder how many people you meet that are sick, that their sick inside started long before it hit their body? You know, when when the Bible says there's where there's where there's evil talk, there's every every. Do you do you think that you're going to get ugly and keep the devil out? You're going to pray for healing while you're ugly? You can't have a spirit man and a soul that's a sewer and expect your body to be well. Now, th- what I'm saying is not easy to do. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to explain this to you. You can't give away something you don't have. See, if I were to walk up and say, hey, I want you to give me $1,000. Just give me $1,000. She'd probably say, well, I would if I had it." But you see, if, if, if someone had given her 10000 then she'd say, I, I, I can do that. The reason you don't give love away is you've never received it. God loves you with no conditions on it. You're saved by grace for unmerited favor, through faith in what Jesus, not of yourself. The goodness on you, you didn't do it. It wasn't because you were good. You weren't good. But God had mercy on us while we were where we are and hoping that if he was merciful to us, we would be merciful to others. See, you can give it away if you received it. If you're ugly, it's because you're not walking in the love of God. God was nice to you, merciful to you, gracious to you. Amen. If you're not born again, let me tell you how to do it. He died on the cross for you. Nobody goes to hell for sinning. You don't go to hell for smoking dope, drinking beer, and chasing wild women or men or whatever you chase. You go to hell because you're dead in sin. And if you accept Jesus, then that life that raised him from the dead will come in you and you'll be born again and your pastor will be gone. That's it. It's like, I mean, it's so simple. It'd take, a, it'd take a theologian to mess it up. And they do. You want, to admit, you, want, you want to see somebody screwed up? Walk in churches and oh, that guy's screwed up. Okay. God is good to us. And Jesus met the woman who was caught in adultery. He didn't stone her. He said, where's your accuser? None, Lord. Neither do I. Go sin no more. Stop. Change your life. Come on, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you a break. Come on. Clean it up. Clean it up. So if God loves us, That's the basis. You say, you don't know what they did. You killed Jesus. You talking about what somebody done to you? You killed Jesus. You hung him on the cross. You you killed Messiah. You killed him. And you want to talk about what somebody done to you? And yet he forgave you. Now that's the foundation for someone doing you wrong and you going, God had mercy on me. Mm -hmm. Now listen, if God is for you, what does it matter what they do? Exactly. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. And, and I'm going to tell you this right now. When you walk out of here, somebody's going to do something ugly. Somebody's going to do something ugly. And I want you to go. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Leave it alone. Don't even get in. Just go, huh, <laughs> get in the mud with you. Amen. I got to tell you a story the other day. I'm, I'm the guy. If you read the, the Chief and they put the prayer that was done. That was me. I did that. That three-minute prayer shook the whole city to its core. Boy, they were talking about that prayer. So I went to city council meeting. I told the mayor, I said, I'd like to come in. There's so much division in the city. I mean, everybody comes in and they're fighting and they're fussing and and they're and they wanting to fire the mayor and blame. You know, it's just mess. So I went in to say something good. Amen. I thought it would be nice to come in and say something good about the city, and I did. Well, while I'm waiting on my turn, I'm sitting right on the front row. A man gets up and starts talking about that preacher that got up here on Wednesday morning, praying over this city. And he was ranting and raving over that preacher. And he's looking at me. And he don't know it's me. <laughs> and you know what I'm doing? Amen, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said, Lord, glory to God. Man, you ain't getting, listen, I ain't getting in the mud with you. You got a problem, I ain't getting down there with you. And then when I got up, I went, okay, wow. And I said, now it's time to say something good. Let me tell you something. When something's not going right, walk in with some good news. Walk in there with some good news. And people like to be around people, you know, don't you like to be liked? You know who my favorite friends are? The ones that know me and they still like me. See, once we know you, that's usually when you lose your friend. But the ones who are really good, they know you're a handful, and they like you. God knows you, and he still likes you. Lisa knows me. She still likes me. Some of y'all know me. Barbara knows me. I think she likes me. Diane Manila knows me. She likes me. Are y'all understanding this? Easiest thing in the world is to cut people off, but to believe in them when they don't even believe in themselves. That's powerful to be nice, but who's it for? It's for us. You're being nice and kind. The greatest, the greatest benefit is what happens in you. Satan can't get in without being invited. You may have invited him in ignorantly, but it's it's the day to run him off. If you walk in love, you've kept the whole Bible. That's good. That's good. Let me finish reading this. The wisdom that is from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace those that make peace. Go to 1 Corinthians 10, 9. Let's look at the scripture a them. Let us, nor let us tempt Christ as some of them tempted and were destroyed by serpents, nor complain. Have you ever thought about what complaining is doing in your body? Yeah. It's making 60% of you sick. Now to me, I'm going, If that's making me sick, I can change that. It says in Romans 1 that the people in the earth were not thankful. You live in the United States of America and you're not thankful? We live in the greatest nation on the earth. All of us probably ate yesterday. And this morning. Some of us look like we ate this morning. I slept in a bed with an air conditioner last night. I have a great church and great friends. Really, if I'm going to be upset, I'm going to have to find something to be upset about. I can find the good or I can find the bad. So I'm going to tell you the story that I told at the um, city hall. I wanted to go in there and say something good. I said, you know, a lot of people have complaints about the city. I said, there was a farmer back in early America, out plowing a field one morning and a wagon load of people came down the road and they said, hey farmer, what are the people in this town like? They said, well, what are the people like where you came from? He said, they're good people, wonderful people. We had a great church, we had a great school. People were giving, people were loving, people were caring. We loved our town. We just thought we'd come out west and bring a little bit of that love out here. And he said, well, let me tell you something, pilgrim. You'll find people here exactly like the ones you left. And they went on. They said, thank you, and went on down the road. And they said, we think we'll stay. A few days later, another wagon comes down the road. Guy looks at him and said, hey, farmer, what are the people in town like? He said, well, what are they like where you went came from? He said, they're the meanest bunch of people I've ever met in my life. He said, they're crooks and they're liars and they're cheats. And he said, we couldn't wait to get out of there fast enough, going someplace where we could find people, good people. He said, well, I'm going to tell you, you'll find the people in this town pretty much the way you, the people you left. Well, wait a minute. Because the way you see the world is more your perspective than the way it is around you. See, you're either looking for the good or you're looking for the bad. See, if all you see is bad, it's you. If all you're doing it, all you see is the good, it's you. You say, yeah, I'm one of these people that sees the bad. Well, I'm preaching today to get you to change. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Lisa came to me one day and she said, honey, and she cooked something and I think she burnt it. I don't know what she did to this. Every once in a while she'll make something and, and, and it won't turn out right. And I said, let me tell you something. I have a fantastic wife. Now, if you burn the biscuits, we're just going to go out to eat them. Why get all upset because your wife burned the biscuits? Why get upset about most of everything you get upset about? Now, I'm not telling her that so she'll burn them on purpose. She wouldn't do it anyway. Want to go out to eat, baby. Her mother one time, and I'm going to tell on her now. When we first got married, you know, when you, when you get married, you have this idea. It's not right, but it, you have this ideal. You got it from Hallmark or someplace. God knows where you got it. And so after she got married, she'd been married, what, a week, two weeks, a month? She went back to her mom and said, I can't, I can't handle him. The truth was she'd never been around a man. Yeah, I'm not going to be your girlfriend. I'm not a girl. She wasn't expecting a man that was going to be a man. Okay, never mind. So she takes this list to her mom. She goes, "There's this he does and that, I can't stand it. And and her mom said, well, write down what you don't like on one side of the paper and turn the paper over and write down what you do like. When she got through with what what you do like, I think it was one whole sheet of paper. And her mom said, all of this good and that little bit, get out of here and go home. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you why you're mad. You're focusing on the one or two things that are not good, as a man thinks. Why don't you flip the page over and start looking for the good in your spouse? Amen. 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 Most of you have a very good spouse, though not perfect. You can focus on the bad, and you can focus on the good. Well, after that, she took her mother's advice. And she focused on the good. And all the other stuff, I either changed or you can forget it. I'm not ever going to change. I'm still a Georgia redneck. You will not cast that out of me. (laughs) I'm going to give you women some advice. If you marry a country boy, he'll always be a country boy. He will never be an executive. He'll be a redneck, boot, gun shooting. Come on, man, help me out. If you married a motorcycle rider, he'll be a motorcycle rider the next time you get around him. Are you all listening to me? Don't marry someone and then have a list of all that you're going to change. Save yourself the trouble. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you. So, we had a bunch of people in this church when I first started pastoring that and they decided to, to pray over me. They're still trying to get me changed. They've been 34 years ago and they still haven't been able to that <laughs> devil just don't come out. I mean, I'm just... Never mind. I actually one time tried to be diplomatic like Joel Osteen. I did. It lasted about 10 minutes. It just ain't happening. If you like Joel, move to Houston. Never mind. I want to read something to you in here in, a, in this love book. Now, I've got to tell you about this love book. I was praying one day, the Lord, if if you're going to pray this way, get ready for God to answer you. Lord, is there anything in me you'd like to change? Be ready. Mark Hankins comes to church and hands me a book on love. And I went, what? He said, brother, you need this book. And I read it, and after I read it, I went, my God, I need this book. Listen to this. Love does not demand its own way. That took me a month. Well, I just started. I'm not there yet, but it's not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and hardly notice when other people do it wrong. Tell me that's easy. No, no, no. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. We can do it. Okay. It is never glad about injustice. It rejoices when truth wins. If you love someone, you'll be loyal no matter what the cost. You'll always believe in him. You'll always expect the best and always stand your ground in defending him. Ask me how many times I've read that. Every day. Every day. Every once in a while, Lisa will look at me and say, Did you read your love book today? And I go, what makes you think that? She goes, well, I'm not going to say anything, but just go back and pick it up again, honey, and start reading it again. (laughs) But why would I do this? For me. For me. When I started dawning on me that I'm the reason that what's going on in my body, I'm not getting into that. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to live like that. Say amen. Amen. This is better preaching than you thought, ain't it? Okay, listen to this. Isaiah 43, 25 says, we know God promises to blot out our transgression and not remember our sins. God said, remind me of this promise, the promise of forgiveness in our faith, and the word opens the door to God's goodness. When you're wrong, like the young lady, what would have helped her was to stop and go. It's me. Father, forgive me. Help me to be a better wife. Boy, are we hard. Sometimes we're, we, we don't like that. Now, she's, she's still alive today. She's still alive. Lisa and I are going to be going to see her soon and see if we can help her. Are you all out there? I mean, and I could tell you story after story after story. I'm not saying everybody That's ever, but too many. When we receive forgiveness and we freely forgive ourselves and others, our faith will work. Faith works by love. Loving God and loving people. Okay. God forgives us so radically and totally. He commands us to forgive others the exact same way i got to tell you another story. i got all kinds of stories done. When I was in Tulsa, I was witnessing to a young man about Jesus. And when I finished, he looked at me and he said, Mary is a whore and Jesus is a bastard. And I'm like, I wasn't as sanctified as I am now. And I said, God, can I kill him? I'm going to tell you, I was offended that he even uttered those words in in my presence. And the Lord said to me, son, when he dies, he's going to go to hell. Why do you want to make his life miserable? He said, I am giving him a good life because it's the only thing he'll have for eternity. Leave him alone. Boy, I got an education in bad people. We want to straighten them all out. They're going to go to hell. Leave them alone. And maybe if you're nice to them, you can get them to turn. I mean, I'm preaching better than you in right now. God said he so loved the world. I know that you think he loved good people and he loved great. He, loved, he loves the people you don't like. Oh, boy. All right. God loves and forgives like this, and we as his children with his love nature can and must do the same. Ephesians 4.32 makes it clear. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, clamor is loud quarreling, and evil speaking, Put it away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgive one another, even as God in Christ's sake has forgiven you. Be therefore followers of God as your children walk in love as Christ loved you. Now, let me tell you why, why, why am I saying this? I think that's the root of the sickness in the church. I don't think that we've ever sat back and thought, is is our words during the day, and I'm, I'm not talking about the big things. I'm talking about the little remarks we make to one another or chide one another or someone said something and we want to give a cute little word back. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you where it's worst. At home, why do we treat the one that loves us the most, our spouse, The worst. Because we know they're not going to leave. We know we can get away with it. And we wouldn't talk that way to our boss or someone at work to save our life. But we'll do it when we walk in the house. Ought not be. It ought to be a safe haven. How many of y'all say I have work to do? We have four people. Anybody else? I'm going to tell you this right now you clean up the mess in you, your body will respond. You can't stay sick, full of love. Because God is love. I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to give you a few things here. I'm going to give you three things real quick. Number one, get peace with God in your soul. Romans 8.31 said, if God is for you, get your soul at peace with God. You're never going to be happy until you are right with God. Don't blame the world for that. Peace is not exterior. It's interior. I have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to sleep at night and you need to be happy in your own skin. That's number one. Don't blame the world for the hell in you. Amen. 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 What was it? Douglas. Tell me his first name, the guy that went to Abraham Lincoln to get um, the Emancipation Proclamation. He told a white man one time, he said, you can't do enough to me to make me hate you. That's a man. That's a good man. Don't let anybody push your buttons. You're better than that. Number two, peace with people. Listen to this saying, people are not your problem and people are not your answer. If God is for you, who in the world cares what someone said to you? You don't like me? Join the crowd. They didn't like Paul. They didn't like David. They didn't like Jesus. And then nobody could hold them down. Let me tell you something. If God is on your side, ain't a devil in hell or anybody on the planet can hold you down. Make it, listen, get right with people. Love people. But understand, you don't have to have them. They don't have to like you. As a matter of fact, if everybody likes you, you're not living right. number three speak good words to yourself this is good when's the last time you had a talk with yourself and said Daryl you're made in the image of God you're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus if God is on your side who could be against you body behold Heart beat right. Joints work. With long life, he'll satisfy me and show me his salvation. Daryl, you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. Abraham's blessings. And not only that, no matter what Lisa says, you're good looking. I pick on her all the time. All the time. Well, she called me handsome when I had hair. The other day she was at the pool cutting my hair and I said, well, she's taking all my glory away. She said, well, it's all frizzing all over the place, you know. I lost a pound right then. She just takes my hair off my head. I thought, oh Delilah, don't be cutting my whacking on my hair, you know. Give me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, strike that off the <laughs> thing. Let me, let me make a statement to you, and I'm going to try to close. Why do you want people to like you if you don't like yourself? That's right. you go. I'm going to give you a scripture right now. Love others as you love who? If it was wrong to love yourself, then he wouldn't have said it. I didn't say a kinky kind of I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm talking about the fact that if God made you, then you're a valuable if, he, if Jesus died for you, that's the value on you. Right. That's it. The key to respect is you respect yourself. If nobody else does, nobody's going to like you if you don't even like you. Amen. That's right. I know people who are ugly because they don't like themselves. My friends are people who like me, though they know me. Yes. Like Roger here, he knows me. Not real good, but we'll wait till he knows me real good and find out what he's like. Chloe knows me pretty good. She's been around a while. Melanie Hayward knows me. But Lisa really knows me. And she still likes me. Even though she whacks all my hair off. How many of y'all are ready to get healthy? Let me tell you something. There's not a demon in hell powerful enough to overcome the word. If you're full of God, Sickness can't stay in your presence. That's good news, Roger. That's good news. So I've made a decision to start working, and I and, and you know, we'll probably sell out of these books in a minute if we have any. But I've just made a decision that I'm gonna work on me and I'm gonna and I'm gonna love people because if you love, you've fulfilled the whole law. Yes. That's powerful. That's powerful. I think the world is looking for love. So life and death are in the power of whose tongue? My tongue. Yours. Yes. Your tongue. That you can control. Number one, talk good about God. Talk good about others. And talk good about yourself. I didn't say lie. Lie. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes it's just good to sit and read what God said. I am your workmanship. You have forgiven me. I am forgiven. I'm the righteousness of God. I am redeemed. I'm a redeemed man. A healthy self-image is the key to success. Don't ever allow another person to define you. God already did. Amen. You are what he says. Amen. You are what God said you are. You are who he says you are. Nobody else can make that decision but God. You are the value on you is what he placed on you. Amen. No other human being can do that. And once you accept that, once you walk in love towards yourself, your days of being sick are coming to an end. That's good, isn't it? Yes. You ready to pray? Yes. I don't feel like I'm done, but you know what I mean. It's like you, it's like there's there's more in me. But you know, it's it's eleven fifty nine, and the Baptists will be in the rest leaving for the restaurants exactly sixty seconds from now. <laughs> they don't ever get off the clock. Uh, if you're a Baptist, don't get mad at me. I'm just, I was a Baptist until I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and they asked me to leave. They don't believe in being Bapticostal at all, you know. i was—I got to tell you a story. I, right after I got born again, I still had long hair, and I still looked pretty rough. I walked up to this nice little Baptist boy, and he said, you ought to come to church with me Sunday. I said, no, nah, they won't let me in. He goes, yeah, yeah we take anybody. And I said, what would you do if I told you that I was on probation for a felony? He goes, oh, we love you. We love you. You can come on in. I said, what would you do if I told you I used to smoke dope? And he said, oh, come on, we'll let you. I said, "What would you do if I told you I was wild? I got a, and I got a, you know, thrown in prison one day." He said, "We love you." I said, "What would you do if I told you I speak in tongues?" He said, "Don't, don't don't bother, don't come." (laughs) That's true story. I said, "Well, I do. I'm a tongue talking devil chasing holy roller." And he goes, "Well, you better stay away." You know, I couldn't find a church in town, so I started one. That's good preaching. You tired of being sick and tired? I'm going to tell you something right now. You work on talking to yourself good. I mean, I want to come out of your mouth. I I want to hear you say, God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. And he does. But your body needs to hear you say it. He loves you as much as Jesus. Your body will respond. You going to help me with him? You going to help me? Brother, you're loved. You going to heaven? Yes. You good enough for heaven? Yeah. You good enough for healing now? Right. You're good enough. You're good enough. He already made you good. That's good news, isn't it? That's good news. Like, that's good news. Glory to God. I got a hundred stories, but I can't. keep I can't. clean this up. Not just talking about a confession every once in a while. We need to do it. Talking about a way of life. You ready to pray? Heavenly Father, I pray over everybody in this room. I pray over my grandson, Cody. I love him with all of my heart. I pray over everybody in the room that's dealing with sickness and disease in their body. And I take authority over it in Jesus' name. I speak life to their body. I speak healing to your body. I command everything that Satan has wrought to go in Jesus' name. I speak love to you right now. You are loved. God made you. I pray that your insides would get full of God. You'd get full of God. Father God, I pray everybody in the room begin to watch how they talk making sure that the water in them is happy water. We give you the praise and honor. If there's anybody here not born again, that they would be. If there's anybody in here today not filled with the Holy Ghost, they would be in Jesus' name. Next week, we're going to have Pentecost Sunday. We are going to talk about being filled with the Spirit. If you're not, come. The Holy Ghost will get on your life and do what He did he will turn all chaos into order. Amen. As a matter of fact, you can't make it without Him. If that's a new subject to you, say, I'm born of the Spirit. I'm glad. But well, let me tell you something. You can be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we we'll are getting into that next Sunday morning. We're going to talk about Pentecost Sunday. But I don't know how in the world I would make it if I couldn't pray in the Spirit. There are times when I don't know how to pray. I just, oh, believe me, people have gotten up and walked out when I started praying. Ah, you won't like heaven much. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to turn this over to Lisa. Did y'all enjoy this? Say, I will clean up my mouth. I will live healthy on this earth.
1: Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, say glory. Glory. Say glory to God. God. Say glory glory to God. The Lord told me a long time ago, he said, if you'll say glory, my manifest glory will come and fill up your space. He said, every time you say glory, you're inviting my favor, my goodness, my righteousness, my holiness into all of your life. And so I just wanted you to see... Because he didn't show it, he didn't have it, but I wanted you to see a picture of a perfect water molecule. All the angles are perfect in the structure, like a like a, um, a triangle. All the points are the perfect length away from each other. Correct? A square. The points and the angle of the structure are the perfect, perfect measurement away. That is a perfect water molecule, and then show me a dirty water molecule. Everything's all jumbled up. Everything's not right, out of place. The Bible says God is. Who said it? God is love. So who made you? God but love made you. So the very essence, the very stuff you're made out of is love. And so the Bible says God is love, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So if love and light made you and made the very stuff that your body and soul and spirit is made out of, then darkness, hate, and evil is a foreign entity to your body. So every time you criticize someone, every time you say things that are evil, every time you snark at somebody, your body doesn't detect that. And it's trying to process it and things get out of order and get messed up. All cancer is, is when there's too much bad, too much bad cells or too much good cells and things are out of order. Something foreign got in there and started messing up. Red blood cell, two count. white blood cell count, too high. Everything's jumbled up. It's just messed up. It's just out of order. But love made you. And so love is what will keep you. And so since your body is made out of love, you want to walk in love. Amen. And so God so loved the world, as my uh, altar workers are coming forward this morning, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. For God did not send his son into the world, verse 17, to condemn the world. That's not why Jesus came to say, naughty, naughty, naughty. It says he didn't send him to do that. He said he sent him into the world that the world might be saved. He's the answer. And if you're here this morning, you don't ever remember a time where you allowed love to come into you and say, I accept love. I accept God, the one who made me in his image. I accept him as Lord. I accept Jesus Christ and the sacrifice. I accept what his blood did for me. If you don't ever remember a time that you said that or if you've strayed away from that, come forward this morning and it'll make it right. God will make it right in you. I don't want to let you leave these doors without at least giving you a chance to say yes to the love of God, to say yes to what Jesus did for you. It is your choice. He is a gentleman. He will not force his love on you. He will only allow you opportunity to receive it. Amen. If you're here with someone that you're not sure that the person on your right or your left, just ask them. Do you know Jesus? Have you accepted him as Lord? If you're not sure, ask them and come up with them and help lead them to Jesus Christ. Don't let them walk up alone. Walk up with your friend. Go, well, let's just make sure. Amen? Just make sure. Let's just make sure. Maybe they said it a long time ago. Maybe they didn't mean it. Maybe they don't remember. Come on up with them. Be a catalyst for their conversion. Be the catalyst. Be the friend that they need at that moment. Drag them up here. The Bible says compel them to come in. Compel them. Amen? God loves every one of you, but you get to choose. Amen? So if you're here this morning, you want prayer for any reason, not just for that. If you want prayer for any reason, Matthew 16, Matthew 18 says, If any two shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. He just needs you to believe it. He doesn't need you to do it and bring it to pass. Remember, God is the performer, you're the believer. That's your part. You have a part, He has a part. He's the performer, you're the believer. He just wants you to believe His word. So come forward. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at WOLAPAPCA.com. From our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.